You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of the cathedral, along with co-host Mark Teresi, executive director. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago, and the number is 312-255-8408. Mark, how was your weekend? It was great. Some relaxing time in Wisconsin with family, and then we came back, and we had our wonderful Pentecost celebration, welcome back to Holy Name Cathedral. We had a lot of people, a lot of fun, a lot of just connecting, reconnecting to the church. I think the whole purpose of our welcome back yesterday was we all know the pandemic has slowed us down. Uh, Things are opening up again, but still the pandemic numbers are still out there and going up again. But it was so good to be with the people in the courtyard and a beautiful day. The weather was spectacular. And it started out early morning, drizzle, cloudy, rain. And then all of a sudden, by 9.30, the sun came out, and our event started after the 10.30 Mass, again after the 12.30 Mass. And the courtyard was a perfect setting for it. And uh, it's hard to believe we've now completed our Easter season. It feels like we just had Ash Wednesday, and now we're already moving into the first full week of June. Right, and in my position, we look fiscal year. June's the last month of the fiscal year. Exactly. And so we have a tremendous program lined up again, 312-255-8408. Get us also on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. The mission of Our Lady of the Angels establishes a Catholic presence in the West Humboldt Park area on Chicago's west side. This area is is presently one of the poorest neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. The purpose of the mission is twofold, to assist the materially poor, to share the treasure of our Catholic faith. Our guest for the first half of today's program is Sister Stephanie Beliga from the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Sister Stephanie, welcome to the program this morning. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'll tell you, I've never seen you without a smile. You're the most beautiful. Well, that's, for those that's watching very good. I'm glad. YouTube, <laughs> you have a beautiful <laughs> smile. And Now, you have been with the community for how many years? Twelve years. Twelve years. And before we talk about the tremendous mission of Our Lady of the Angels and the leadership of Bishop Bob Lombardo is maybe for a moment or two, tell us your story in terms of your background, how what led you to become a, to go into religious life. Yeah, briefly, because I mostly want to talk about our amazing statue experience last week. But the um, we I uh, born and raised in Rockford, Illinois, um, where I. Um, was raised Catholic, but not there. We went to mass on Sundays, but it wasn't particularly um, in the most important part of my life or anything of this nature. 
Um, and I, but what, what was the most important part of my life at that point was running. So I became, um, I, I started running at the age of nine and I soon found out that I was, uh, blessed with many gifts in running. Um, I won many things in high school, was recruited to run for university of Illinois, which I did, uh, sorry microphone. And then I, um, ran, I was the sixth fastest freshman in the nation in 2006, um, after that, I broke my foot my sophomore year, which led to me to reevaluate my whole life and to consider, um, to begin to pray. I had a very powerful experience at Adoration where I realized that Jesus was really present in the Eucharist. Um, and then from there, I just ended up discerning my vocation as a sister. Fascinating. How does your family react? Uh, plus minus in the family um, at the beginning. Now they're great. They're doing great now. So um, I, uh, my mom at the time wasn't Catholic. Um, so that was just an interesting, it was an interesting choice to her. She converted later. Um, my dad uh, was Catholic um, and uh, couldn't, was struggling to shake the image of his uh, teachers from 1960 oh, that oh. he didn't like very much. Mm. So, um, so, <laughs> so he's dead, they're all past all these things. It's it's interesting. Interesting. You, started, you, you started running at the age of nine uh, so did I. I started yeah. running to a Dairy Queen <laughs> at the age of nine. Don't encourage him. Yeah. Don't enc- <laughs> now, how long have you been professed? I took final vows in 2016. So, and what's it, what's it been um, like those six years? Um, it's been a great gift um, to um, when you're in formation, inevitably uh, you're focused on kind of the next step. Um, but once, at least for me, once I was in final vows, was this um, renewed sense of um, dedication to the Lord and the work as well, flowing from our prayer, um, because of the um, the just this sense of the lifetime commitment. So. Now, along those lines, tell us now about the great mission of Our Lady of the Angels. It is tremendously well known. It's in a very poor neighborhood. And yet, everywhere I go, I talk to people, Our Lady of the Angels' mission, Our Lady of the Angels' mission, and how the sisters, the community, have made such a profound difference. So brag about the mission for a little bit, sister. I mean, the mission is because of the generosity of all those in the archdiocese. We're just the ones that happen to be here, to be honest. I mean, it's been an outpouring of uh, the generosity of uh thousands and thousands of people that has made that have made mission of our angels possible um so yes we currently serve um 3500 families a month with uh, food as well as clothing and household goods uh during the pandemic we are serving up to 4700 families a month um with food right now we process about 250,000 pounds of food a month through our location um to distribute to those to those families um, and, um, we, um, COVID, similarly, like you guys were saying at the beginning, COVID kind of shifted a lot of our outreach around. So our, fo- our focus has really been on, um, the food pantries right now. Um, but we're st- re- finally restarting some of our other programs. Our senior citizen program is starting back up this month. Um, as well as we're going to be starting to work more directly with families again, um, to pray with families and work with families again. Maybe now just for a moment, we'll com- we can come back to the, uh, the great work, the mission work, but. Tell us what happened last week. A big, big event. Yes, it was so exciting. So we haven't actually mentioned the fire yet, but so we were at the location of the historic 1958 Our Lady of Angels School fire. Um, we 
um, reacquired the school, the building that was rebuilt on the site of the school in 1960. We re reacquired that building in 2016. Um, and no, back, uh, no, time out, Stephanie. That is, uh, mm -hmm. I was in I was in kindergarten. I was five years old on December 1, 1958, when that fire broke out. I think it was 92 children and three sisters died in the most horrific fire in the nation's history for a school. And are you saying that what building was now reacquired in 2016, the school? Yeah, so after the fire, they tore down the school, the remains of the school because it was it could not be recovered mm -hmm. uh, in 1959. And then in 1960, thanks to the donations of people from all across the country, uh, they rebuilt a, the school building a school building on location. It is an incredible building, 70,000 square feet of stone. So there's no wood pretty mm -hmm. much in the building because of the fire. So it is an incredible building. We, that building had housed public schools um, from 1999 to 2016. It actually had been a Catholic school until 1999. Um, and so then we reacquired the building when the last charter school left the building in 2016. Um, and we began the process of renovating the building to be our new outreach center to the neighborhood, which took quite a while because of permitting and other exciting adventures. Um, so we have finished, essentially finished the construction project um, this in the past few months. Um, in 1999, there had been a statue that um, was left at the school building um, to as a memorial for those who were in the fire. Um, they had this statue was brought to the, to the school building by Von Senior Cousin, who was the pastor of the parish at the time of the fire and was the pastor of Early Evangels um, until he died. And I'm blanking on the year that he died right now, but I believe it was in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and he brought the, the statue that you can see the picture of Mary, the statue of Mary. And then Cardinal George, in conjunction with the class of 1999 from Early Evangels School, purchased the base of the statue. The statue was intended to remain at the school permanently, um, but it was did not. After the public school got there, they ended up moving the statue um, to Holy Family on Roosevelt Road. Uh, this was a very, 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 very hard thing for many of the survivors. Uh, it really tore their hearts that they had moved the memorial statue out of the building. So we moved her back mm -hmm. um, last Tuesday. It was so exciting. So um, uh, it had brought, it brought closure to a lot of people, including us. Um, that we'd kind of closed this whole situation full circle um, from the school closing. Now that we have, we have, or the church is now using the building again for its uses. Um, so we mounted, thanks to DePrado Regali, we mounted the statue of Mary onto the front of the fire, a fire truck. And um, firemen drove from Holy Family on Roosevelt oh, Road wow. to Arlie of the Angels um, with the statue. It was absolutely incredible. And thanks to uh, Chicago Catholic's very own Brian Brock, the entire event is permanent recorded on video. Wow. Um, and could be rewatched at any point in time. So um, if anyone's interested in watching, I got, we got the whole thing. It's very exciting. And then Cardinal Supich was at the mission, and he unloaded the statue. We unloaded the statue, and we brought it inside, and we, we uh, he blessed the statue, and we re remounted her in the school. That is amazing. That's just a, a, what, for those watching on YouTube. This is a tremendous it's kind video. of a rededication, exactly of the mission, and it, um, and so so really the statue left in 1999, which really broke the heart of many of the survivors. There was a blessed mother that was in the school at the time of the fire, and so it's now back at the mission, 
And uh, it had to be just a very festive atmosphere and a lot of tears and joy. Am I right, Stephanie? Yes. We had we were blessed to have many survivors um, with us when she returned. And, yeah, we were very, 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 very happy. Brought a lot of people peace and some clo- a little bit of closure um, from the entire event and the events of the school closing, which was very, very hard for many people. A- any, any stories from that day that stick with you, people you met, or any reflective ideas or um, yeah i mean every time the survivors come back we hear more stories from the fire which is always interesting um and so we yeah we heard it's just it's just a continued remembrance of how difficult that day was for so many people because i live here sometimes it's easy to downplay the mm-hmm. traumatic nature of the event um but to remember how amazingly difficult and horrifying and terrible the fire was and she remember how much we still need to pray for those who were affected by the fire because there is still so much suffering. Yeah, I do remember about 15, 20 years ago, I was at a wedding reception with people at a table. We were just talking, and we started talking about the Our Lady of the Angels fire. And we got into the conversation, and all of a sudden, a man said, could we please stop talking about this? And we said, why? He said, I was in eighth grade in the fire. Oh, wow. And we all became silent. We apologized. He said, please don't need to, to apologize. He said, many of my classmates died. I survived because I jumped out the window. And this was going, this happened like maybe 30, 40 years before that. And he remembered it like it happened yesterday. And tremendous stories, heartbreak, uh, scarred memories. And uh, we're going to continue this conversation. So, Mark, take us to break. And Sister Stephanie, don't go anywhere. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes and continue our conversation with Sister Stephanie Beliga from the mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Please stay tuned. spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting scripture in the church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including... Interpreting Scripture and the Vatican II Documents, Different Christian Denominations and How They Differ in Perspectives on Scripture, The Bible and Politics in America Today, What Scripture Says About Children, How to Use Scripture in Prayer, and Interpreting Scripture for the Life and Mission of the Church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at 
www.usml.edu slash summer scripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in person and virtual. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives you are molding lives shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities is establishing a forum for dialogue and debate about complex issues in our world involving social values, faith, social justice, and the mission of charity. We are convening professionals who influence corporate, philanthropic, and government decision-making to foster greater awareness about the needs of our region and the power of faith in serving. Join us for the first gathering of the St. Martin de Porres Society on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Newberry Library, 60 West Walton Street in Chicago. St. Martin de Porres was a Peruvian lay brother of the Dominican order who is noted for his work on behalf of the poor. At this inaugural event, Bishop Robert Lombardo and Sally Blount, Catholic Charities President and Chief Executive Officer, will lead a discussion on poverty and the Catholic response. For more information on attending this special event, call 312-948-6797 or email us at partners at catholiccharities.net. We're back. WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408 or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Sister Stephanie Baliga from the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Um, Sister Stephanie, we won't share this recording with Bishop Lombardo, but give us a little scoop on Bishop Lombardo, his, his background, how he's connected to your order, etc. He's a great bishop. He'll find out. He'll find out. Word will get out. So, yeah, Bishop Bob, um, formerly known as Father Bob, was uh, asked to come here uh, to Chicago by Cardinal George in 2005 um, to start an outreach to the poor on the west side of Chicago. He will tell you himself that he did not want to come. <laughs> so, oh. But he did, thanks to the um, continuous uh, and uh, persistence of encouragement of Cardinal George. <laughs> um, so we came here 2005 to begin, um, to begin the mission of our lady of the angels. Um, his intention, um, was to start and eventually go back to New York. Oh. Um, however, that was definitely not what happened. So <laughs> he, um, he got everything going here at the mission. Um, and he started by renovating buildings as many people are well aware. Um, the, uh, much of our history is completely defined by renovation of buildings. 
um, which is a uh, just has been such a witness to the providence of God to us here at Mission of Our Lady of Angels. Um, so we renovated um, multiple buildings, all the buildings on campus. Um, the school is the last building on campus from the parish that was renovated. Then in um, around in 2008, 2009, um, people, uh, young people started to approach him that were considering discerning religious life. Um, and when um, they came, he sent them out to discern with other communities. Um, and they did not, they were not interested in those communities, but felt called to do some, they wanted to do something at the mission. Mm -hmm. So Bishop Bob discerned with Cardinal George that this is the beginning of a new religious community. And we were founded in 2010. Wow. Um, and we're called the Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, we have parallel communities of men and women, and we are founded to serve the poor, um, begin and maintain sites of perpetual adoration, uh, as well as to do evangelization work, which mostly takes the form of teaching in poor Catholic schools. But also we do a lot of retreat work as well. How are you viewed in the neighborhood? Uh, um, thanks to the legacy of the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who were the sisters that were here from 1904 to 1996, um, very well. So um, we are um, the walking into the legacy of the BBMs, uh, which many, many people remembered when we arrived, um, as well as um, the work that we do in the neighborhood, we are viewed very highly. Thanks be to God. So. It's just amazing. So the thing is, when so Bishop Lombardo, through the spirit of the Lord, founded a religious community. So then Sister Stephanie, are you one of the original members uh, kind of. Sister Kate and Sister Alicia were here. Uh, they were part of the discernment community that was here in, between 2009 and 2010. Um, I joined in August 2010, and the paperwork was signed for us to become an official religious community in on September 1st, 2010. And how many uh, so the, women religious live in your community? There are eight sisters, and then our parallel community of men currently has one person in it, Brother Matt. Uh, and then Bishop Bob lives here as well. It's interesting because we have um, a statue of Mother Cabrini coming to Holy Name Cathedral in October, which has regenerated a lot of thinking about her ministry. She was a formidable woman, 67 institutions in 67 years. And your order kind of reminds me of how she just jumped in and did the work. Um, how do yes. you how do you um, see Bishop it? Bob and I both have very intense devotions to Mother Cabrini. I well, know others do as well. Mark October fifteenth on your calendar. That's when she's coming in the dedication and, into our courtyard. Yeah, A now beautiful you're doing, six foot statue. You're doing, and we don't want to call her, the artist designing it sculptures the gentleman that uh, designed um, Michael Jordan. And so we we don't want to call her sister Fly or anything where she's or she's but, <laughs> slam dunking. But 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 reflect. I think she'd appreciate that though. Yeah. I think she'd like that. Well, I think you're right. You're you're doing what she did. She came in, looked at immigrants. Uh, she fed the poor. She educated them. Um, do you ever think of that alignment? Uh, I mean, the Franciscans have been doing that uh, for 800 years. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's kind of how we should roll. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's kind of like, like what we should be doing. Let me ask you this, Stephanie. It's, it's just, a, we should, it's like, it's what we should all be doing. If mm -hmm. a young lady were interested in joining your community, how do they begin? Do they call you? Do they take a, uh, make an appointment? Yeah. How does it work? Uh, young men or women, we got men 
need some more guys. <laughs> so yeah, you have brother Matt. Are welcome to yes, he needs some amigos. Um, FranciscansofTheEucharistOfChicago.org. <laughs> um, so for, if you just type Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago into Google, we're the first hit. So give it one um, more that's time. Our mission, that's the missions website. You can just click. It's on there. That's me. If you email anything on the website, that's me. So if you email me, I'll obviously get you there. So give us the website one um, more time. You can also Stephanie. call us. So, yep. What's the website? Give give us the website one more time. Uh, Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago. It's way too long. I would just type it into Google Franciscans of the Eucharist of Chicago. It's the easiest way to find it. And what about a phone number if they want to give a call? Yeah, 773-486-8431. That number once again. 773-486-8431. So maybe for our listeners uh, and viewers, give us a typical day in your life. And I, I know in religious life, like in priesthood, no two days are alike. I get that. But, you know, kind of give us a, a sense of the uh, the order of your day. Yeah, our life is uh, built around prayer. Um, so our people get up at various times. Um, we don't have, like, specific wake-up time like some communities do. Uh, we have Mass at 6.30, followed by morning prayer, because some people need to go to school um, to teach. And then um, we begin our day... Um, our days are unlike other some communities are very variable. Um, like today, we're working on the prepping for the food pantry. The food pantry is then every Tuesday, um, and then um, Wednesday through Friday are a little bit variable. Most people who are teachers teach sometimes Wednesday through Friday. We're all part-time teachers, so we're only at our schools two or three days a week. Um, and then Saturday, we always have a work day um, with various volunteers. Um, mostly, have been work, we've been working on the construction project with volunteers for the past three or four years. How do people get? How do people get involved? Um, they can go to missionola.com. Um, so missionola.com is a, has a volunteer calendar, um, as well as um, very, lists of things that we currently need materially, um, as well as ways you can pray with us or pray for us, and um, whatever capacity you'd like to get involved. It's all at missionola.com. What about people who want to donate? Make a donation. Yep, the donation is. Uh, you can also donate at missionola.com. So missionola.com. Um, and what do you need? Yep. What do you need? Um, materially, mm-hmm. I need. Um, we've also recently become a diaper bank, so we oh, currently wow. receive forty-five thousand diapers a month. Um, I would wow. like. Uh, we really are. There's a formula shortage, as people know. So as soon as that ends, I need formula really bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad. We get all kinds of problems. Uh, and then, but so does everybody else. So it's not we can. Nothing much you can do about that. And then, um, baby wipes. Um, and then we can always use non-perishable food. Um, and as is shown on the YouTube, thank you. You guys are way amazing. There's an Amazon wish list that also lists our um, needs that are associated with the construction project because we're just finishing the construction project. Um, if you go to missionola.com and click on wish list, you can see the needs. Okay. Now, Stephanie, um, does you're your... also welcome to email me, which I'm my email's on the website. Now, it's Stephanie, does your website, so. outreach in the you're in the community, of course, of Lady Angels in that neighborhood. But does your outreach go beyond the neighborhood? I mean, are all welcome to come and get something in need? Yeah, we our pantry has no boundaries anymore. Um, anyone is welcome to come from Cook County. We dropped the boundaries during COVID. Um, and uh, we do, um, our main service area is Austin, Garfield Park, Humboldt Park, Logan Square. Um, but we, uh, anyone is welcome to come. We also do senior delivery to that aforementioned area people need food delivered. So how many people do you actually serve in the community? Roughly how many? Uh, so 3,500 families a month, wow. which adds up to about 10,000 people. So Now, you were a runner. 
How does a runner who's not running that much get that energy out? Is it all through your ministry or are you still running a little bit? I do run. I run the Chicago Marathon every year. Like, talk about that. In running the 2023 Chicago Marathon, mm-hmm. I got entries. So I was going to say, you know, in the last minute or two, uh, Stephanie, tell us about the marathon. Uh, it's Ninth Lives Marathon is for this October. It is, in fact, but I'm out of entries. So I would like people to sign up for 2023. 2023. Um, but if people are willing to, um, I would love donations. We're, we're starting all of our fundraising for the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Um, you can also visit missionnola.com to donate to any of our runners, any of our 126 runners that are running to support Mission wow. Neverland Angels. It is our main and only fundraiser of the year. So we would be grateful for any support um, for um, our for team Our Lady of Angels. Um, and if anyone wants is thinking about running Chicago in the future, we will have a team. We'd love so which means your team for the tw- 2022 Chicago Marathon from Our Lady of the Angels yeah. is 126 runners, including you. Including me and Sister Emily. Wow. That's wonderful. That means we, what kind of dollars are you wanting to generate from that? Do you have a target figure? Our goal is $275,000. Good. Wow. And so if people, maybe they want to sponsor a runner, or maybe they just want to make an outright donation, they can do that on your website. And yeah. There's a, a picture of a running nun on the front page of the website. Just click next to her. There's and, a link right there. And the site again, just one more time so people hear it. Yep. MissionOLA.com. MissionOLA.com. I want to thank in a very special way Sister Stephanie Baliga from the Mission of Our Lady of the Angels. Uh, Stephanie, you've done a tremendous ministry. Your community is phenomenal. Uh, please give our very best to Bishop Bob Lombardo for the great work you do in the, the, the community. And God bless you. have been listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, along with Mark Teresi. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial.